Warning, Supernatural The Crossroads contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. to another episode of Supernatural The Crossroads post-series 2022. It is a sad day when we have no, no more Supernatural, and it is one that we find ourselves in more and more as reality sinks in. This is something we talked about a little bit on the pre-show. But we're still here to talk about the news that does come up, the exciting things we can look forward to, whether that's new projects by Jared and Jensen or other members of the cast, new shows by some of the previous showrunners and writers, or just general fun things that we feel like sharing, including some of the stuff about the prequel that we're hoping to hear and see more from sooner than later. As always, I'm your host, Thomas Cowley. Joined with me today is only Michael Flores. Hello. And we have replaced Ryan with a candle at the moment. And a stack of books. And a stack of books. So it is both more flammable and smarter? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it smells better, certainly. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know? I mean, Ryan's the first to say he doesn't read, probably. No, I think he does. I think he reads. Comic books don't count. No, I think he reads, uh, like, nonfiction, actually. I, I really Novels think... about the comic book characters don't count. <laughs> <laughs> autobiographies on Frank Miller. <laughs> no, I'm giving a, him a hard time because he's not here to defend himself as, as we always do. Listen, he'll come in here and defend himself and make up for oh, it. And he'll in the next talk show. mad shit about yeah. me being a scumbag and a total fucking loser, which I mean, they're not wrong, but <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's still hard to hear. It, it hurts, you yeah. know, but we cry, <laughs> we drink and we move through with our day. Anyway, don't do that, kids. That's not a lesson in how to live life or deal with problems. It's just how I do it. So, Drinking and drugs? No. What you said? No. Oh. Oh. Loose conduct? I thought you were say loose condoms, and I was like, what are you implying No, here? that would be me. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, it's too loose because <laughs> it doesn't fit. I just take it off. What show is That's this? A shit show. That's what it is. This is the usual for us. Listen, first show officially back for 2022. There's going to be some rough patches. You got the car finally started after like six months in the driveway. It's going to take a minute. I always say we can't do these breaks. We it need fucks them. Us up. We need them. Well, look yeah, what happens but, too. Yeah. Look at every time yeah. we go on break, something horrible happens in the world because of that portal. We've never closed properly. It never fails. And what's happening right now, Mike, we have a war world war three. The prequel <laughs> is happening. We should have known a war was right around the corner when Jensen and Jared went at each other. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, listen, that, that was a preview. That was the sign. That was the harbinger. That was the sign of the apocalypse. Yep. If Bobby was among us, he'd be like, this is a sign. He would have told us. Yeah. It would have been clear as day. We should have listened. So, yeah, there's going to be uh, a little bit of road bumps along the way for us, but... Well, they'll smooth out within the next... 
We'll, we'll get a shower and a shave. We'll get ourselves It'll in order. It'll out in about eight months, right in time for our next break. Oh, <laughs> uh, Probably. Anyway, today we do have some news. Some of it is Supernatural related. Uh, some of it is just the actor related. But overall, some interesting things moving forward. One that is both exciting and kind. Like one of them I'm a little. <laughs> really? But this is a little soon, right? A little soon. The CW orders pilots for Supernatural and Walker prequels, as well as Gotham Knights. Uh, That's for the last one, obviously. (laughs) The CW has officially ordered pilots for the Supernatural prequel, The Winchesters, about Sam and Dean's parents, John and Mary, as well as Walker prequel series, Walker Independence, and a DC (laughs) series, Gotham Knights. Additionally, the network has ordered six additional scripts for its Zorro reimagining, with a decision to be made about that series at a later date. The Supernatural prequel comes from the executive producers Robbie Thompson, Jensen Ackles, oh, and I'm sure I'm ruining the name as I always do, uh, Daniil, his wife, and will follow John and Mary Winchester before they became parents to Sam and Dean. The Winchesters is a one-hour drama that tells the epic love story of how John met Mary how they put it all on the line to not only save their love, but the entire world. Okay, hold on I one second. I have a lot of questions okay, go about for it. retconning history okay. right fucking now. Okay, go ahead. I, I knew we what? were going to vote. Because we have now, now, just for the audience that will know, we have not talked about this at all. I wanted it, no, to, be, I wanted it to be 100% fresh, natural reaction amongst you and I. And I purposely have not talked about this with you at all. Yeah. And I've been yeah. dying to. So you obviously had the exact same concerns. I don't immediately. like this. I don't like this at all. Be- uh, okay. <sighs> well, let's flesh it out a bit. So why would this possibly retcon what we know? What we know from the show is that John never knew about the hunting lifestyle in any capacity until after Mary's death. We know that Mary kept it a secret from him during their entire marriage. Mm -hmm. Even though she knew all about the hunt and was a hunter along with her family for years before she even met John. That was a huge aspect of season five and the decision she made that affected Sam that set the events into motion that Dean was witness to that, that breaks John mentally into the person he becomes because of the events that happened. That's a, that's, that's elaborated on in the comic books to just go back and say that they fought for their love and saved the entire world. I'm like, there's no way this is how that story goes. Given what we know, which means one of two things, complete disregard for the existing material but with Jensen on deck, I don't necessarily feel like that's realistic. And that's why I'm not getting overly excited about this. Yes, it automatically <sighs> yeah. irks my or agitates my supernatural fan brain. Mm-hmm. But I also realize that there is no way in hell Jensen is just going to say, fuck it. Yeah. There's got to be a reason as to how I should say there should be or and there will be a strategy, no doubt, behind how there they has to choose be. to do this. Because, well, because Robbie Thompson wrote 
the last good, not last good, but like, well, pretty much. Robbie Thompson's capable. He's he a wrote capable the last writer. Chuck episode. Yes. His send off. Don't which, call me Shirley. Uh, in season okay. 11, which is one of the best episodes they've ever done. Yes. And it's phenomenal. It's before the character was completely massacred. So I think the two of them have enough respect. Yeah. For the source material to not rub dirt in our eye. No. But at the same time, that leads me to think some other kind of tomfoolery where we have something along the lines of men of letters, memory retcons, alternate reality, multiverse things. Well, okay. So you bring that up, men of letters. Now, in the other article that we'll get to in a second, there is something that I need to stress before we move on. Okay. So there right. has also been, as of February, character details that have also not leaked oh, but have been released really? okay now when it comes to john winchester this is where it gets really confusing so originally portrayed by jeffrey dean morgan as an adult and matt cohen in flashbacks the casting for john winchester is looking for a white male to portray a 19 year old uh, described as a vietnam veteran who is bold selfless uh, John is also optimistic and has a calming presence, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so the casting also released some interesting story points about John as well. Returning home from Vietnam, which he joined illegally, hoping to follow in his father's footsteps and not finding what he was looking for in the military, John finds his new mission at home. John traces his father's real past, leading him to a secret organization, which one can assume... Is the men of letters. I was going to say, how would he follow in his father's footsteps if Henry disappeared when he was, what, like eight? Yes, but if I remember correctly. I mean, I guess he, he I think he was in a, I think he was a vet. You know what we need to do? We need to go back and watch that episode and discuss it yeah. in the next couple of weeks and figure out how they could work. What they could do. Around it. that. Because I believe his father had mentioned this, his work. I don't think his son knew all about it, but if I also remember correctly, the reunion episode with John Winchester and Mary Winchester and mm -hmm. Sam and Dean, and they mentioned everything they've been doing. He didn't act like he knew what the men of letters were. Correct. Correct. He didn't know any or, of that stuff. He, right. Did they even mention the father? No. Right. No, they don't bring up. Uh, well, at least not that we saw. I don't remember at all. Do you remember? I feel like I'm a horrible Supernatural fan right now. From what I remember, John never knew about his father's connection to the Men of Letters. I'm talking about in the reunion episode. Did they? You're talking when he came back. Yes. In season, alive, what, 14, 13, 13? 13. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any mention of his father? I don't remember a single mention of Henry Winchester yeah. or okay. the Men of Letters. That he just... If that did happen, it was in the quote, you know, recap that wasn't aired and all the hours they spent telling him all the stories about what had happened since he died. I'll have to go back, watch that episode, and then I'll put a little asterisk comment in our comment section on the podcast version of the he's, show. He's got to think mistakenly about his father going to war, though, because Henry was not a soldier. He was a scientist. That was the whole kind of, or, well, not a scientist, but like the pencil pusher. An intellectual. Intellectual. That's yeah. what... That's why he was a men of letters. Yeah, an academic. So Yeah, it it's a little it is a little confusing. I'm not quite sure yeah. how they're gonna make that work. Now, if he does an investigation to a secret organization and he never stumbles upon 
the men of letters officially, then that could work. Okay, hold on. Uh, Stacy Fleener and the live video page says. So first she says, I trust Jensen, but I'm still very worried for the integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And the canon aspects. And then she writes, yes, they did bring it up. And John did say man of letters. So. But I, wasn't that because of what John, what Dean and Sam had told him? I, essentially? I, I, yes. But I, he doesn't I believe remember so. anything. He doesn't remember any of those events going back to the proper timeline, though. Well, we don't know. Well, I we're, think we're led to believe. I have a feeling that there's definitely wiggle room there. I mean, there's it's it's that old you know story or adage I've I've brought up before, where how do you kill a vampire? However, the fuck you want, as long as you write it and it makes sense. Like there, there are no rules really. You could do whatever you wanted. They could have some sort of mind wipe after he discovers the mental letters as some sort of security feature that they have built into their <laughs> bunker for any trespassers. Are you? Um, I'm pitching them ideas right are, now. Are you channeling Andrew Dab? Because that sounds like an Andrew Dab idea. And we can do whatever we yeah. want because amnesia. Well, from the comic I read earlier today, yes. Have you ever heard of a food coma? <laughs> Give me a dad. You need a bunch of hoogies. I think they could do all kinds of things if they really wanted to, but I do worry about the canon as well. Because Absolutely. As a, as a hardcore fan, that shit's sacred. You know, that's that's more important to me than biblical text. Hey, well, listen, it, there's more of it. The doctrine of Winchester. Listen, the, the, the Bible pales in comparison to supernatural canon. <laughs> No, I, I am concerned and I am, I'm not worried, but I am, I'm a little more cautious now. At first I was like, okay, well, what's the worst that can happen in a show that's being told through Jensen about Marion and John? I'm like, this could be interesting. But then now that we're getting these little ideas, even though I am intrigued at now, I'm starting to get a little more cautious just because I'm wondering how they're going to make these things work. And if I wasn't confident with Robbie Thompson, I'd probably be very scared right now. But the fact that Jensen is producing, Robbie Thompson is the showrunner. I have to believe, as I've said numerous times now since the prequel announcement, I have to believe that Jensen would not come back with a supernatural series unless he was 100% confident in the creative direction. It, he just wouldn't yeah. do it. He's not starved for money. He doesn't need this for a career. No, both are true. But at the same time, I still get a little worried because I'm reading this. This is so this is the second article. From okay, so Stacy, really fast. Sorry, Thomas. Stacy yeah, says, good. I thought it was pretty clear Missouri introduced John to the supernatural. That was my understanding. Yeah. So if there is a brainwash thing or a bell that makes you forget things then i guess that could work but also are we gonna roll our eyes at yes, that i'm going it to feels a little easy i'm going to yeah well because here's the other thing so the second article comes from that hashtag show and okay. it talks about mary's background for this a little bit saying that uh the the Casting also releases a handful of story points about Mary and the pilot she considers leaving monster hunting behind after losing someone close to her. However, similar to Sam and Dean, her father goes missing. Along her journey to find him, she meets John and reluctantly accepts his help. Not ready to admit, to admit her attraction to John, she hardens herself and steps up as the leader of a brand new team. I'm like, these are just cliff notes yeah. from previous seasons. Sam was the leader. 
dad's been missing, went on a hunting trip, and he's been gone for a few days. But it's all about how you tell that story because a pitch, yeah. a pitch and or premise, it, there, there's only so many ways you can, yeah, you can pitch a premise. It's all about the execution. So yes, this may sound a bit derivative. But again, Honestly, it's I don't all worry about, about it being derivatives as I, as I worry about it, copy and pasting things they've already done. I'd honestly be okay to see a supernatural format for something else derivative that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. rather than retread previous ground on a show that had already done it. But there's a couple other people that they've released that could bring some life into it are there other characters in there yeah uh the currently the winchesters is also looking for a couple more hunters to round out the team first we have a latika desai did i say that right oh look at you finally latika described as fiercely intelligent and braver than she knows she is a young hunter in training who's still skittish when battling monsters face to face but her research and problem solving skills are where she really shines i'm that sounds interesting yeah because we usually have it says here, uh, casting is calling for a woman to portray 20 or so British and or East Indian descent. Why does this sound like they are stealing your Veronica Price gonna, character? I was going to fucking say that, dude. It sounds like Veronica Price. I was going to say that. From, God damn it. From, from our supernatural RPG. People keep listening and stealing our fucking ideas. Now, listen, I know this is all in comedy, guys, but listen to this uh, this little RPG. She's here. weak, but she's smart. And we she's also oddly sensual God as well. I mean, it. we could really market this. Oh, God damn it, dude. I I literally thought that, but I'm like, don't, don't do that. You're in your own head. Veronica and then you Price. fucking bring it up, which means it's there. God damn it. I'm now I have to watch. Cause if there if this is my character, if this is Veronica, I'm gonna have a fucking copyright loss. Watch her be slightly slutty. Yeah. Super Empowering intelligent. her feminine femininity. Yeah. Yep. Oh, lost a sister. It's gonna be a whole thing. It's going to be a whole fucking thing. To- Stacy says I'm down with that character. Which one though? Veronica Price or? They're the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right. Well, we'll see. But um, I do because I was going to say I do like the idea of her character being skittish against facing monsters face to face. But she has other skill sets because we usually only see the hardened kind of Gordon, John Winchester, Ellen sort of hunter type. Yeah. Unless they were a men of letters. So I was interested in seeing something different, which is the whole reason why I made the character that I did. (sighs) I want to pout about this for (laughs) for a little bit. Well, I'm getting excited because it looks like they're introducing a Mexican character. They are with uh, Carlos Cervantes. Odele. Is described as a stoner. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Call shenanigans. Uh, described as a stoner who is super easygoing. Okay, hold on a second. Wow. If they if they give us the, the lazy Mexican if they give stereotype, us the stereotype of Cheech and Chong, I fucking quit. <laughs> fucking the CW and their dude diversity and inclusion. Dude, all of these liberal ideas, I can totally get behind all of them, one hundred percent. But it's the way they do it. Sometimes it comes off as more offensive than if you didn't include. A Mexican or a lady. He is also a natural when it comes to fighting demons and monsters and boastfully confident in the face of danger that leaves the team uneasy. While not possibly putting everyone in danger, Carlos is an advocate of free love and the pursuit of happiness and is a positive influence Hmm. when faced with serious threats. 
Uh, that is just making me laugh because <laughs> that is like the exact opposite of the previous character. Like I can, I can see these characters. Is it, I don't know. Is that bad? That I can read the template of what they're kind of going for. Well, I mean, isn't these, these are taken from casting. Which are calls, usually written and like And they're that. usually a little generic. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm not putting too much. I'm not really viewing this through a critical lens just yet. Yeah, not yet. It's more, oh, okay, interesting. I see what they're doing. Although if Latika is kind of slutty, I'm going to be very upset. I will say, though, the, the Mexican thing being the stoner is a little funny because Superman and Lois is void of anyone really but white people and a couple black characters, which is fine. Who gives a shit? But the only Mexican they have in the show is a cheater, drunk, and he's angry. And he is the the failure of his family. And I'm like, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> and normally, hey, a character is a character, but they're putting so much emphasis on him being Mexican. I'm like, listen, Ixnay on the Mexican A and let's just have a great character who sucks. <laughs> so. uh, apparently the casting for this is also looking for a man in their 20s. Latino uh, and bisexual. Oh, and they're looking for yeah. actors with basic guitar and singing abilities, but it is not mandatory. See, this is pretty cliche. Yeah, it's a it's a stereotype. The Desperado, the, the Mexican vibe. guy who's who's sexual. The Antonio yeah, Banderas, oh, right. the Desperado. Dude. Yes, dude, the, the, <laughs> who plays a guitar, motherfucker. <laughs> I got mad at the first one. You get to be mad at the second. It's, it is a Mexican stereotype, like yeah. 100%. Oh, Latin lover, bisexual. Latin lover, man. If he, oh, God, if they have some sort of, and the guitar, it, you know it's going to be, what is it, a flamenco guitar at some point? Like, as he enters the scene. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we've been kind of negative, because some of this is reading very stereotypically. I do hope... I think it's going to be good that they don't go this route, but it really, it'll come down to executive producers are one thing. It's going to come down to the showrunner and the writers on this, mm -hmm. but apparently it's set to begin in early April of this year production. So listen, some of those scripts have got to be done. Th this is Stacy Rice checking all the boxes. Like, absolutely. <laughs> I, hmm. let me think for a second. How do you feel now? Okay. So Robbie Thompson, yeah. He's never been my absolute favorite writer on Supernatural, but right. I reviewed his work recently. And I think on average, if I were to have to assign a global score, if you will, mm -hmm. an RMD score to his episodes on average, I would say they're in the mid eighties, which is good on average. Mm. So the, and he's a good leader that we already know. He's a good executive producer and people like working for him. Uh, there's mostly positive praise when it comes to his writing and when people discuss and talk about him in interviews. His first couple of seasons were a little rough, but he definitely brought. Yeah, leveled he, out. Uh, much better stuff mm -hmm. by the end. Yeah. And that's when he decided to leave, which is yeah, a shame because yeah. he was just getting really good. Dude, like season 11 is. Is his best. Phenomenal yeah. for him, except for maybe Safe House, but it's only because I don't remember that one very well. Safe House isn't that bad, but it's an average episode. It's, it's probably average. like, a, like I said, a mid-80s. So, and even then, it, had a, it was a Bobby episode, so that's always fun. Yeah. So that being said, 
Wait, no. Isn't Safe House the Safe one Safe House is when with, Bobby and Rufus go back in time. Oh, that's an amazing episode. Yeah. That's the one, that with, one the, with the creature. That one was the one time I wasn't as huge a fan, but you guys loved it. With the Yeah, the weird alien soul eater thing. Yeah, that, okay. That episode was a 90, I think. So Robbie Thompson definitely got better as the years went by, and he was a good leader, as I was saying. So that gives me faith that the prequel will be strong. Also, again, Jensen being a part of the producing side, the creative side. I don't think we have much to worry about. I can't imagine these two people bringing back this show so they can just fuck shit up. Because if they do that, you realize that it'll hurt. Let's look at it from a from a financial point of view for Jensen. Oh, it hurts. If Jensen so comes in and delivers the worst show of all time, do you think anyone's going to really be super eager to drop ducats at no. photo ops? It's, it would hurt the overall business. It hurt the overall business. I worry more about his career outside of acting with the recent incidents on the Rust set. And if this were to be a stinker dead on arrival yeah, from a financial backing producer standpoint, is mm-hmm. that somebody you want to touch for a while? Probably not. You can cast him all you want. He's good at that, but projects and getting behind that would yeah. be iffy. Now here's a article. It's all pretty much conjecture, but to see, hold on how Sam and Dean can appear in supernatural's Winchester flashbacks yeah and i i honestly (laughs) or flash forward i guess i'll be 100 and this may piss people off here i may why did i say i may be 100 does that even make sense not unless you continue had some brain fog there (laughs) without wanting to irritate people out there i honestly don't think we need to see jensen and jared this is a prequel series about Mary and John. I think it's silly to even try to force it. They had their show. Now, if we had a, a prequel series like, or I should say a sequel series like um, that took place in their time mm-hmm. and they didn't die at the end of their series, then I'm, I'm like, okay, that would make sense. Cause they're around in the world. There's no yeah. you know, nonlinear fuckery, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't think it needs to be done. I think this show needs to rely on its own merits and its own strengths. And if Agreed. you try to tease people with, with the inclusion of Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, you're just going to get people watching it for that. And then it's never going to build its own exclusive audience, which a prequel and a spinoff series needs that to survive because you have to realize that maybe 40 to 60% of fans of the main show usually cross over to a spinoff. Right. So a show that's relying on a 50 to 60, let's say a 40 to 60% fan base built in fan base that that show can't survive. It has to be able to build its own audience as well. That's how you make a successful spinoff series. But if you are only utilizing Jared and Jensen to promote this thing, you're going to be shooting yourself in the foot because the show has to be able to rely well, on its own creative endeavors. Yeah. And then if you do that, you're a one trick pony yeah. and you'll see a surge in numbers for that week. And then a massive drop off. Stacy, uh, Klein you know, I don't even know how to say her name. I just don't realize we have two Stacy's in there talking. So Stacy, number one, we'll just say, <laughs> cause I'm not sure how to pronounce her name correctly. And I don't want to be insulting. 
she says, I thought I read something about Dean narrating. Yes, that yeah, is I true. I remember hearing and, that And too. that's cool. I think that's that idea is okay. I, and I know they have said, I believe, that he's going to be telling a story. Right. Which would lead me to believe that he will be playing Dean. But how and when but does how this and take what place? Is he in heaven? Place? Yeah. Telling people about everything that went on? Is this in the X number of weeks and months between the last two episodes of yeah. Supernatural when he has a dog and he's hanging out and everything's cool? Yeah. Or what? Exactly. But overall, I, I'd Honestly, rather. Jen, Jared would have, Sam would have made more sense talking to his son. Yeah. About his family. That would have been. Yeah the easy one well if dean didn't want to keep or jensen didn't want to keep it a secret from jared maybe oh why why <laughs> the tears so i know what are your thoughts on that thomas do you feel like jensen and jared should be a part of this like in a i'm talking like hey guys they're gonna appear and pop up as sam and dean at the age uh, of 40 it's, it's one of those ones where i feel like they shouldn't do it unless i don't think they should do it generally speaking could they? Sure. And if it was something in which they didn't massively hype and then make us all have expectations, like the way to do fan service with that kind of stuff to me has always been don't tell anybody and just have it be the cherry on top mm -hmm. of an already solid story. Luke Skywalker syndrome and the Mandalorian. Right. Although yeah. you start with something better. Right. Well, that's just a, a more recent example. More recent example, but that's yeah. a perfect example to where everyone's watching it and they're like, holy fuck, that I didn't expect that. That was awesome. If you just promote your show with Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to be back for an episode, everyone read the Entertainment Weekly Whee! article and, and get it all built up, then it's never going to meet expectations. And we as fans are going to set some massive expectations for Absolutely. That. So I'd rather see something also that is a smaller character piece show up that makes the world feel more flushed out rather than always tied to Sam and Dean. For example, I'd love to see young Bobby and John start their friendship. I'd love to see a young Rufus. Start their friendship? Like, oh, oh, oh. Sure, some friendships start that way. The best ones always the do. The best ones, the <laughs> lasting ones. <laughs> The top five friendship moments. <laughs> no, but I'd love to see some other characters that would make the world feel more realistic. For example, I'd love to see John fight with Sam Campbell mm -hmm. as that traditional father versus guy who's going to be marrying his daughter antagonistic force and that relationship, especially because Sam Campbell was a fucking dick yeah. from season six. I'd love to see Bobby young and see what kind of shenanigans he got into as a character. I'd love to see a young Rufus. I'd love to see Missouri Mosley getting more than five minutes and killed off in the back alley of oh, high school. Dean. <laughs> like I just, I would like a lot of other things yeah. personally before I came back to Sam and Dean, because a, right. I'm a huge fan of them and anything you do, I'm going to go with a tooth, a fine tooth comb to say, where in the canon does this fit? And is mm -hmm. this appropriate? And, you know, nitpick it. But if you do stuff that hasn't been written, A, it's just new additional stuff for me as a fan that I can add right. to this experience of this fandom rather than nitpick and be upset about how they kind of fucked it up 
And honestly, I love Supernatural and I love Sam and Dean, but I don't think I need them in every single thing. Now, does their presence need to be felt? Yes. I feel like yeah. there needs to be foreshadowing, especially because we're dealing with the Winchester family and we know the relevance and, and importance yeah. of Sam and Dean as characters in the world of Supernatural. So, yes, their presence should definitely play a part. You should... If you know what you're watching, you should definitely understand. And if you if you are a longtime Supernatural fan, let me rephrase that, then you will catch up on those subtle hints at yeah. Sam and Dean. But the new audience, you can't do something that they can't grasp. Otherwise, you'll frustrate them and they'll just quit watching the show. So you have to be careful with those types of things. And it can work having them involved in some way, but you just have to be very, very careful, very careful and very sparing. And I would be, I would be very adamant about if I was running the show, I would say no to first season inclusions. I'm like, let the show get off on its own. And then if there's a struggle bus uh, with the ratings, then you call in the big guns and you find a way to have Jensen and Jared guest star in it officially. I think in some way I still would rather see something like, Castiel shows up on earth, but it's not, but we, or, but we don't know that but it's the angels him. can't though, but he's alluded to, I know, but what about a Nephilim that's been hanging out on earth? That forever? can happen. That can happen. What if we had allusions to all these other things that we know will be important later? What if there's some guy who's totally definitely yellow eyes, but they don't outright say Stuff it. Stuff like show that's great. Yeah. And, and don't actually show his eyes go yellow, but he has some puzzle piece moving aspect. Mm -hmm. Like that would be way more exciting for this show to stand on its own rather than depend on the other people who've already made a great show. Let's do show up. Let's do a episode one and two and three maneuver with supernatural, like lay down the groundwork for the big mythology and reveal of your star Wars universe. If you will, like that's one of the best things about the prequels. I know a lot of people give the prequels shit, even though in my opinion, they're, they're, be they're actually better, they're way better than the sequels. They're, I feel like what the prequels do for the original is they flesh out the entire political context yes. of the, of the universe. And suddenly you look at things differently and realize, Oh shit, that's how this happened. If they do that type of thing with this series, I am 100% on board. Yeah. Same. That would be legit. Imagine us seeing the early planning stages of yellow eyes. And That'd be pretty fucking cool. I mean, cool, that dude. would be fucking cool. That's the type of series that would totally make sense dealing the with cool the Winchester. And the thing with the demons, too, is that you don't need the original actors to play them because they jump from body to body. Exactly. So that you can still have the exact character, and that makes it feel all the more connected as well. Yeah. See, now I'm super excited. Yeah, now I'm excited. And then there's going to be a stereotypical flamenco guitar. As a, a, a gay Carlos. Latin lover, bisexual Carlos comes in. My name is Carlos, and I love cock and pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Mia. Latika. Ole, Latika. Yep. Mujer. <gasps> Ven acá, mujer. <laughs> Siete de aquí, on mi pito. I don't... I don't <laughs> Was that all your Spanish yeah, used up right there? Yeah, and then I used a stupid uh, Telemundo voice. I, I mean, say. that's the only thing I got. For, I'm the I'm the first generation Mexican, Mexican. I'm the first generation Mexican in this country, and I'm I'm the most whitest of white, my family. White. They look at me know. like I'm an in, like I'm an embarrassment. Oh God. 
would you like some free holies, Michael? Like, yes, I'd like some beans. <laughs> With Tabasco. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Whatever. Don't judge. <laughs> okay. So what else do we have? Do we have anything so, else? There's a little bit of other news. Uh, there was some discussion further as to why Jensen didn't tell Jared about the uh, Supernatural prequel. And it, partly that he was superstitious. Uh, he says he never meant to kept to keep supernatural prequel, a secret from Jared, uh, recently on his list of, he was number 39, uh, was number one on his list of people to tell about the supernatural prequel, the Winchesters, the first title under his chaos machine production banner. Uh, Jensen explained that the miscommunication last week on Michael Rosenbaum's inside of you podcast stating that his, he is extremely superstitious quote. It's an unwritten rule that you just don't talk about shit until it's a done deal until the ink has dried. He noted. And this was my very first venture into producing and creating content. And I didn't want to jinx it at any cost. So I shut up about it. Only the people that had to know knew. Okay. Thomas. Now yeah. you and I have talked about this statement yeah. off air since <clears throat> it was released. Mm -hmm. was it was like a month ago, roughly. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So without uh, getting like almost, yeah, a little over a month ago. Okay. So without getting overly into the controversial side of things, I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. And I don't blame anyone for anything. I do believe that there was probably some type of miscommunication, but there's also something else to this that we'll probably never fully know. And that's fine because it is what we said. We said this during a, a, a show that typically you're, you don't tell people what you're producing until it's done. Because like, it can fall apart at any moment. Right. So he is right. And he's no doubt telling the truth. I mean, this is, it's, I mean, there's no reason for him to lie about this. However, let's say he's officially working through the process, right? He's cutting through all the red tape. He's hopefully going to get this idea pitched and it's going to go through at the, the CW Right. Yeah. The producers are going to approve it. So, yeah, it makes sense. He doesn't want to tell anyone about it until it's done. However, how come there wasn't a moment before it was even a pitched during yeah, when it was just a glint in your eye, when it was simply a concept that he may want to produce a prequel series with Robbie Thompson? How come at some point he didn't just mention it to Jared? Hey, you know, I've been thinking about it, possibly producing a prequel series. Yeah. What do you think? If they are as close as they continue to profess that they are, that's a conversation you would just have while you're having a beer. Can you imagine, Thomas, you and I working on projects? Okay, let's say we've been doing this podcast for how long? Eight years? No, almost 10. Oh, this podcast or podcast? This, this podcast, about what, eight, nine eight, years? Eight years okay. or so. So wouldn't it, it be odd? If suddenly you saw me post on Facebook, uh, Supernatural, The Crossroads Part 2, and I'm going to be doing it with David. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, what? Yeah, well, we're going to talk about different things. We're going to focus more on just character development, and that's it. Yeah. That's all we're going to do, Thomas, so don't get mad. Uh-huh. At some point, let's say that was an idea that I wanted to do, but at some point, I would feel it would be natural for me to say, hey, you know what? I've been thinking about possibly doing a secondary show. What do you think? Yeah, I would have thought you'd have 
spitballed the idea with me, seeing if I had any interest in it. Yeah, it first, just, it, so just that, casually talking because there's a whole phase of what do we do now? This is great IP. What if we did like that, like you said, over a beer conversation before you get anywhere near LLCs, production house, paperwork, pitches? Yeah. Anywhere near that, then you would have thought this would have been at least mentioned casually. Right. I'm not saying, not he's, saying lying. he's lying. I'm saying he's being truthful because what he's saying is legit. And, and that is and a facts. common um, practice. It's a common business practice. Right. But as I said, before it became official, unofficial, there had to be a moment where you're like, hey, dude, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Stacy Fleener says they did spend almost the whole year apart, though, and in different countries. But still, I, I, I not to say that wouldn't be a factor. It certainly could have been. But I still feel like Thomas, you and I have had very personal conversations during the pandemic via Zoom. I was like over Discord. And yeah, shit. It's, it's not that. This, this isn't like thirty years ago where pen, if it was, if I had where, to get out a piece of paper by candlelight and say, "My dearest Michael, you know, these are my plans. <laughs> I have come up with the greatest idea for no." Then I could see. Please do not scorn or be offended. I shall seal it with wax so that I know you are the first to ever hear this news and send it by pigeon. And once I see you face to face, I promise to blow you vigorously. <laughs> P.S. I gurgle. <laughs> like, then I could see it. But with technology today, with how much video tel uh, teleglobal communication we have circa since 2020s pandemic and how everyone's interacting with everyone digitally anyway. I still feel like he would have gotten on the horn about something. And listen, I understand people get busy. Yeah. And we know that Jensen was working on a lot of things. He was working on this. He was working on the, the boys, boys season three. He was working on rust getting ready for that. Jared had a walker. Jared had walker. So there's a lot that's getting in the way understandably i mean i've been so busy with things to where it is hard to reply to text messages and emails so that very well could be the case i'm not saying stacy fleener is incorrect that very well could be we all know that we get so busy sometimes yeah. where it is really hard to pull away i mean i have a kid i have three jobs three jobs jesus i guess so when you count this one uh, it's, uh, yeah, things get busy. So. Life happens. It certainly yeah. does, but I just, I still Life feel. Life finds a way too. Oh, I still feel like it would have been at least a text. Hey dude, you got five minutes. I want to talk to you about an idea. There is a lot of hurry up and waiting on film sets. That is also true. I'm talking 12 hours sometimes where you're just sitting there. Fucking waiting. Yeah. For one person. Anyway, that's. Yeah. So. I think that's probably all we're ever going to mention about this controversy again, unless it's like in passing for a joke, because it's just, I'm fucking over it. <laughs> it's like, who gives a shit? You know, they're, they're characters in a show. They play, I should say they play characters in a show that we love. I don't expect them to be perfect. Best people. buddies. Uh, you know, I don't expect them to be swapping spit and pissing each other's boots and being best friends. Who pisses in each other's boots. Uh, it's, it's, friends. A, it's a cowboy thing. A cowboy thing. Yeah. Not a euphemism. Yes. Okay. Now it broke back. It makes sense. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't expect I do. them to be 
you know, braiding each other's hair. You don't and, need them to be, for them to still be friends, to still do a great job, to be the characters you've always wanted yeah. from the show that you love. You don't need it to be this fairy tale level of yeah situation. It's, it's just like William Shatner on Star Trek, how he really yeah. got along with none of them. With yeah. not one, one of them, really. And it doesn't ruin the experience for me. And I love Star Trek. You can separate that. However, it, it might be a little more difficult with a character like with these characters since they have built this brand around the notion of family. So it's always I think, a double edged sword. I, I think that's where it gets a little complicated. It can be very effective, but yeah. it also can be very damaging if something goes wrong. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's other news, though, that Jensen's working on something a little bit different. Apparently, he's currently developing a secret DC Comics project. Oh, man, I'm so fucking excited for that. You don't even know what it is yet. I don't. <laughs> Dude, I, if he's, okay, he's developing it. I'm, I'm assuming he's in a star in it as well. I feel like he's been due for a DC or a superhero character, whether it be Marvel or DC. I feel like he's got the perfect physique the jawline, the the attitude to be a superhero, yeah. especially a DC superhero. Listen, he should have been Captain America. He is really? a thousand times better than Chris Evans. Dude, he would have been a fucking amazing. Chris Captain Evans America. is a mediocre actor who got lucky. Human Torch. <laughs> yeah. Jensen is a good actor. Like, he is an actor. Yeah. Actor. So, I think it's. Fuck, now I just imagine him in the cap suit and, like. Tell me he wouldn't have been perfect. Dude, that would have been fucking I mean, awesome. The, the subtle nuances to just the things that he does in his face. The, the, I mean, the whole Dean mentality of never giving up and continuing despite how much you just don't want to fight and do this shit anymore, but still going. Yeah. Hey, listen. Oh, man, he we, would have made the whole outfit look a hell of a lot less dorky. Oh, he has great cock room, too, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Even the, what is it, um, endgame joke where he fights himself would have been <laughs> hilarious with his delivery. That's another thing. Way better comedic timing Fuck, dude. than, than Chris Evans now as I well. I hate Captain America the, in the movies. Yeah, I've always struggled with Chris Evans. <laughs> I don't think he's a, he has the perfect American look. And that's why he's good as Captain America. But he's not that great of an actor, especially when you put him yeah. side by side. Robert Downey oh, Jr. Yeah. He but, doesn't have. Fuck. Imagine he would have been right against Robert Downey oh, Jr. Dude. That would have been amazing. Ma imagine Civil War with the two of them. That would have been so fucking good, dude. Yeah. Why do you have to make me hate movies retroactively? <laughs> he would have been good, man. God damn it. And that's why I'm saying it's his time. And the boys is great. And I'm happy for what he's doing with the boys, but it's not a true superhero it's, yeah, role. Yeah. It's a, it's a satire. It's yeah. satirical. Whereas I feel like he's owed it's time for him to don a true superhero uniform. I'd love to see that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So apparently the actor revealed he has been secretly developing a DC comics project with Warner brothers. He made the announcement on the, again, inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum podcast, uh, saying that the formal Smallville actor asked Jensen, what would be the one Marvel or DC movie role he'd love to do? He responded with a small tease for his secret DC property, though he, of course, didn't offer any clues as to what that project could be or if it's a feature film or television role. A snippet of the Inside You interview made its way to Twitter saying, quote, well, there's a DC property that I'm currently developing right now with Warner Brothers and some other good partners that I've got my fingers crossed for. 
He's been flirting with this for a very long time. How long ago did he do the Red Hood? Eight years ago. Fuck, really? Yeah, he's been doing voiceover work for a while with DC. Jesus. I think there's been, what, two or three projects, I want to say. But there's been this flirting with this idea for a very long time. He's done photos for cosplay. Or I should say he has done cosplay and has had professional photos taken of him, even though he says, oh, this was taken on my phone. Yeah, right, bro. Uh That thing looks fucking professional. No iPhone on fucking earth looks like that. Yeah, so... I feel like he's been trying to work towards this. And I almost feel like the boys is part of that process. It feels like another stepping stone to getting to that DC and Marvel property in live wow, action. Wow, dude. The red, when he voiced the red hood in Batman under the red hood was 2010. Oh, wow. 12 years. Holy fuck. I did not realize it's well, been that Well, and he also long. was Batman in the two part animated movie, the long Halloween, which just, which was recent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said he's been sitting on the news for a while now. Uh, he's so excited to be a part of the Batman legacy when he was referring to the long Halloween. Speculation will surely point to him portraying Red Hood since he already had a history with the character. However, until either he or Warner Brothers officially announced the project, it remains a guessing game for fans. Red Hood, I don't think it would work for him anymore because Red Hood is, isn't that a, a younger character? Red Hood is Jason Todd, a uh, little spoiler, is <laughs> Jason Todd's yeah. Robin, so he's younger for sure. And he's kind of a villain. Too. Yeah. So I think it, it'd be better for him to not be that character at this point, at least outside of a voice acting. He needs to get in with, a with a James Gunn type. Oh yeah. That's what he needs because he doesn't have, even though I would consider him an a lister, he doesn't have the a list star appeal. Sadly, correct. Meaning, and I'm talking about box office draw, which correct. very few actors do have a box office draw these days. So that's why I feel like his next logical step, if he were to be in a in a big DC property, would be a part of an ensemble cast like James Gunn does with Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I mean, honestly, hopefully the boys is kind of that because apparently yeah. he had to work his ass off to earn that role. That wasn't just given to him by... Oh, really? Well, according to Yahoo News, Jensen said that he had to, quote, earn his role as Soldier Boy on season three of The Boys because the studio was interested in, quote, much bigger names. So he said he worked hard to land his role as Soldier Boy on the upcoming third season of Amazon Prime's hit superhero satire series, The Boys, saying, quote, this was something that the studio that Sony was talking to some much bigger names than me and wanted to bring in for season three. Uh, said that Eric Kripke was like, look, I know you can do this, but we're going to have to convince the powers that be. What powers? Seth Rogen? Sony. Sony. Well, who the fuck they'd hire? Maybe a Chris Evans is going to steal his thunder Uh. (laughs) one more time. But apparently he had to work and to convince them of this. I love that he's... I mean, he, he, I, he knows the process, but I, it, it must, I wonder if it hurt, like it's annoying a bit. I'm sure it is. I mean, he's worked with Kripke. He knows what he's capable of doing. He's was on a TV show for 15 years and is by far the most consistent part of those 15 years. When you really break down yeah. every element of the show, he's probably the most intact character from start to finish. In terms of intensity, emotion, story arc, all of it. 
what more does he have to prove? So that does, I understand the Hollywood process, but it's got to irk and get it's under your skin irk. a bit. You got a 15 year show alone. That has and been you got doing, an in with the showrunner. And you've been working with Warner brothers <laughs> at this point for how long yeah. with superhero related stuff. This is here when he talked about, he talked to Kripke about being unemployed after the conclusion of supernatural. So if there was ever a chance to join the boys, if an opportunity came up, Kripke gave him, he's like, yeah, I have no problem. If you want to come over, I'll write you a part. I've got no problem with that. Ackles said that uh, Kripke was interested in giving him a more substantial role than a cameo, though. Yeah. When Kripke set him up for information regarding Soldier Boy and saying yes to the role was a no-brainer, saying he's a grandpa, said the actor, who, uh, who's a three-time Emmy nominee for his work on the soap opera Days of Our Lives. Dude, like, how much does a person have to do? Saying he's from the he's in he's from the forties. He's fought in World War II. He's just this curmudgeon, bigoted asshole. Uh, but the studio wasn't keen on him. Kripke advised him to set, to film a self-tape for the role. He did, and the two went back and forth with, with Jensen adjusting his audition based on Kripke's notes. When they were both satisfied, Kripke sent the tape to the people in charge of casting decisions. I fucking love it. He, says, he I was worked, directing them. I, he says, <laughs> I worked for it. It wasn't just like, hey, we want to bring you in on season three. I had to earn it. He said the, that he's part of the entire third season, but played coy when asked if he'll return after the upcoming installment. He said, I don't know. The door is not closed. I'll put it that way. I love stories like this. It, That's, because yeah. it does. Because if it was me, it would frustrate me because of what I've done. Even though I understand the business and I get how it works, it still has to frustrate. But the fact that he was willing to put that much effort into something and then even Kripke was willing to coach him and... You know, essentially direct him in his audition. I mean, yeah. it says a lot about their relationship yeah, and no how kidding. much Kripke really wanted him. Respects him because what showrunner helps a would-be actor he might cast with an audition? That's not a thing. No, that's way more effort, and it's not even his. He would just trust the casting director usually and just see what was there. Yeah, I wonder if it was Seth Rogen and. Seth Rogen's partner that they had to I've, I've convince. I've lost a lot of respect because honestly, for Seth Rogen I, I, as the years have gone on. I feel like someone needs to convince us that we want to see Seth Rogen anymore in movies. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, There's been a couple flops for sure. Couple. Well, I'm being generous. So, I mean, the, overall, though, there's some good news when it comes to this stuff. If you're a Walker fan, you've got a prequel to that, although I'm not entirely certain how that's going to work out. But we've got that. We've got the Supernatural prequel. We've got Boys Season 3, which I think is going to be absolutely gangbusters, and I can't fucking wait for that. We didn't really talk about the Walker preview very much. It doesn't feel very inspiring to me. Like It uh, feels weird to have a prequel soon. for something that's had, like, what, a season? It's too soon, and it doesn't have a, a rabid fan base to yeah. justify something like it that. It feels odd. That yeah. feels... I wonder if it was Padalecki his way of answering to Jensen's prequel. Ooh. Like, Oh, you got your prequel. I got mine too. I got my own. Take my ball and go home. This one's going to start my wife. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. But I'd say overall, there's a lot of good things. Yeah, for sure. Coming up for us fans. So that's something to look forward to for sure. I am a little skeptical on a few things, but I'm trying to stay positive. Overall, I feel like there's more to be positive about. Well, Carlos alone is going to be a fantastic oh, addition. Yes. <laughs> Mi amor. You need to add some music when this goes on demand. Whenever you talk, just like that flamingo. Dun, 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 like. Hold on. I got it right here. 
Oh, please, please have exactly what I'm thinking. Maybe I don't have it. Hold on. Because that, I, I think, is going to be something... On paper, it looks terrible, but that's casting notes. So, all right, so Carlos has shown up. <laughs> he walks in. I know. To the bar. I am Carlos Cervantes. <laughs> I hear you have a problem with a pinchy wendigo. Well, I, I don't know if I want to fight it. I'm so nervous in front of monsters, you know, And but I've done a lot of research. My name's Latika, by the way. Latika? Would you like to fuck? Oh, I mean, I mean, make love. I'm a Latin lover. We don't say fuck. I don't know. This is so new to me. Let's make some love while I play the guitar. And, and why do you have a rose in your teeth? I will serenade you. <laughs> Where are the men? I'd like to bring some men in here. Because <laughs> after all, John and I Mary was, just like suddenly closed in on the frame. I was pitched as a bisexual. There's a lot of new things for me. Mary, show me those titties. <laughs> oh, yes, orderly. Now, hey, ooh, John Winchester, swing that cock. <laughs> I think we've got a show right there if this doesn't work out. <laughs> Helicopter the dick. Yes, that's the Latin lover language. Swing it. <laughs> I don't know. That's a Ryan. To and fro. <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> I never had it, let's be honest. Let's get real. All right. I think that's... That's going to be cut from the show. <laughs> that has to, that's how we play this show out, dude, with that music. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right. Let's end it. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, these shows are fantastic, and hopefully, we'll have plenty more to talk about as they start, A, more news, and B, when they finally are released. So thank you all for listening, and we will see you all next time. Buenas noches. <laughs> you little maggot. You are no longer a part of this story. Hey, ass butt.